Hello, dear listener. Have you ever been on dating apps before and either not felt like you knew what you were doing, not gotten the responses that you wanted, spent hours scrolling, and then spent time in conversations that simply dried up? I think most of us have been there before, and I know there's a lot of frustration with the dating apps and the process. Brandy, Ava, and Kimberly have all expressed their own frustration with them as well. A few weeks ago, Kimberly decided to get back online and try to meet people, and I've witnessed her going through all sorts of ups and downs with it, which is why today we're going to talk about dating apps, how they work, how you choose one that best fits your personality and style and goals, plus what Kimberly and Ava have learned works best with them. In addition, towards the end, I want to share a few basic tweaks that Kimberly and I have made to her profile, and she says it made an instant difference with her response rate. Hello, and welcome to Ethical Seduction, where we help you develop authentic approaches for flirting and connecting with others. As sex-positive educators and volunteers serving our local national community, we've met a lot of people who felt stuck and frustrated because they didn't know how to connect with the people they were attracted to. So Ethical Seduction was started as a way to have discussions about flirting, seduction, and forming authentic connections. Presented in a format that not only helped us develop better skills, but also helps us understand our impact and our effect on others. It's our belief that seduction, when done well, should be good for all those involved. The time and effort you put into flirting with somebody should be seen as a positive, giving experience that helps show people who you are and that you care. Thanks for joining us. I'm your host, Stephen, and today I'm here with my fellow kinky, fun, sex and relationship ed- educators, Kimberly and Ava. Hey. Hi. How's everybody doing? I've been seduced by Kimberly's sexy voice. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Ag, that is hilarious that you say that because <laughs> this is an unplanned segue, but we have, um, we got a shout out this past week, uh, or we'd like to give a shout out to Growlin Wolf, who's on our FetLife page, who actually made a comment. I was going to share it here on on the show he says like i can't help but notice how seductive the voices of the at ethical seduction hosts are so so it's funny that you say that ava (laughs) um and then we did try to kind of get him to respond back you know and say something like i sent him a link for where you can leave us a voicemail that with his sexy voice saying something to us right so we've not heard back from him yet but i did want to offer like to listeners, like if you think you have a fun, sexy voice and you would like to share it with us, if you go to ethicalseduction.com, there's a button on there that you can leave us a voicemail. And uh, if we get some good ones, we'll be happy to share them on the air. So thank you. Come talk with us. Come play with us. Kimberly, you want to say something sexy and seductive? Oh, there's no pressure now, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> so Kimberly, uh, you're back on dating apps well i was yes <laughs> that's the short answer you were and now you're not right okay how long did that last <laughs> like about a week honestly okay but i need to know i need to know is it because oh you found someone and you clicked and you don't need to be on online dating apps anymore or because you got sick and tired of it and burnt out and just said fuck this Number the second one, fuck yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. That, that sounds familiar, <laughs> right? I was like, I just don't want to do this anymore. Yep. This is ridiculous. I feel that. Yeah. 
first, I want to say that I did not get on dating apps for the purpose of this episode. This episode came <laughs> out of the fact that I went on dating apps. I just want that to be clear because, you know, so, um, so yeah, I haven't been on dating apps in a very long time and I forgot how horrible they are. So when I decided to do this, um, I immediately went on all the four main ones I thought were main the main ones that I have heard about. Um, so that is Tinder, OkCupid, um, Bumble, and Hinge. And so, yeah, I can compare all of them. Now, I really, let me tell you, got sick of it after about a week. <laughs> so that's kind of limited experience. Not not to interrupt, but why did why did you get so tired of it within a week? Um, I think not getting responses that I wanted, um, getting a lot of people that weren't really we didn't really match up, but it seemed like we would. And then a lot of these apps, like because I'm putting um, ethical non monogamy on there, it really narrows down who you talk to. So there's really a smaller pool of people than there were 10 years ago when I was just we'll put whatever, I don't care on there, you know, really have much luck. That's the point. But I only did it a week. So I know it's like really a huge investment, but it makes me too anxious to do longer than a week. It's too stressful. Kimberly, tell me more about like what during the week that you were doing it, like what what did you do exactly? Like I know people... Well, I shouldn't say that. I myself, when I go through these chapters of like, let's try online dating again, like sometimes that means I'm going to spend five minutes a day, a couple of times a week scrolling Mm -hmm. and swiping and looking for somebody interested and like not really like doing much. Um, And then there have been other times where I've done it where I will spend like an hour or two of my free time most days like messaging people and swiping and having like a ton of conversations, like more than I can keep keep track of. So like when you say that you were doing it for a week, like what does that, what does that mean? Oh, that's a really good question, Ava. And I have to tell you because of how I am as a person, obsessive, I got obsessed with all of them all the time, every day, all the time. If someone's, there are notifications on my phone. If someone's messages me, I know immediately I have to stop. And unless it was a work day, like during the work hours, like obviously then I'm working. Um, But yeah, outside of that, it was, it was bad. So I was like, oh, this is, this is not good. So I deleted them off my phone and then was like, oh, I can just really you know, I deleted the apps off my phone. So I'm like, oh, I can just really download them again. And I did that. And then it was still not good. And I'm like, you just have to delete everything, like the whole profiles and the apps. You just have to delete it all because I just go overboard with things. And this is not a really good thing to go overboard with. It's just not. It's like you need to be on there somewhere in between the two times, you know, like the two kind of opposites that you talked about. If you want good results and yep, to not be yeah. crazy. I, I struggle with the same exact, it's the same exact thing. Either like I'm so invested that it's like the top focus or it's like so far in the back of my mind mm-hmm. that like I, even when I connect with people that I find interesting and I start a conversation, I only bother to check the app like a couple of times a week, maybe three times. And like the conversations don't go anywhere because I'm not responsive enough. So mm-hmm. I like that's, yeah, I oscillate between the two extremes also. And that balance is really hard. And I think about 
the experience of online dating apps, similarly to how I think about social media in that like whatever platform you're using, you can scroll and scroll and scroll and scroll. And, oh, I'm just going to spend 15 minutes mindlessly scrolling turns into two, three hours of like, oh, holy shit, it's late. I need to go to bed, right? Like it's easy to get sucked into it like that and just kind of like spiral out of control. Yeah. Which then leads to burnout. It's just not sustainable. Right. So for me, it worked for about a week. You want to tell us about about the different apps you were on and like some of like what you liked, liked and didn't like about them? Yeah, I'll go from like the least like to my favorite. Um, And then Ava, just jump in if you've been on any of these, which I'm sure you have been on some of them. Um, So my least favorite was Hinge. I don't even know why I got nothing from it. Um, Maybe I put the least amount of effort really into that profile. Um, Now, if I'm remembering correctly, that's the one that really creates a profile in an interesting way for you. So it asks questions. You can pick what you want to answer, and then it'll just randomly like put it on your profile. I believe that's Hinge. So is that kind of their angle? Like if you, the reason to use Hinge is because they help you develop this profile that's going to help you find better people? Theoretically, but I got, I mean, I found no, I, this was the least one I used. Let's just put it that way. And it's just, okay. that's what it was. So um, then surprisingly, ooh, Bumble probably comes in next. The time pressure on it stress me out because first the female and male people um have to match and then the woman has 24 hours to reach out to the man um and if she doesn't then it's just gone now he has a certain amount of time to respond and if he doesn't then it's just gone and i was like oh gosh like i better message them now because then i'm gonna get off this app and then i'm gonna forget and then and so that was just not not that great um and i'm finding on a lot of these apps that they do you want you to pay. They don't, you know, want you to just use the free version. And there's all these levels of payment options, which I did not use any of those options. So I can't really speak to like, is that worth it um, in terms of what you get? Um, but it seemed like it was, I couldn't figure out at least a way to just send a message to a person I saw. Everything was oriented towards swiping and matching. And I'm like, well, if I see a person, if I'm just looking at profiles why can't i just send a message and then but anyhow so then i guess this might be surprising that um this is not my number one this is number two would be okay cupid okay cupid is great for like kinky poly people it lets you put kind of like what your relationship status is you can put non-monogamous what have you um I personally think that's great because you're just immediately weeding people out, um, which is kind of how I look at it. Like, let's just cut them out. Like, I'll go ahead in my profile and say what you need to know about me. Because if you're not okay with these things, then we can't really continue this conversation. (laughs) You know what I mean? So that's how I approach the profile. Um, And OkCupid's profile is a little too much a little too much going on for me. Um, I'm thinking not everyone's going to read all of this. I wouldn't read that much of this profile. 
You know what I mean? So to me, yeah. And then I just honestly did not get as many people as I thought talking uh, that I would talk to on OkCupid as I did on Tinder, which Tinder would actually be my number one choice then. Primarily for that reason is I really got the most people I matched up with. Um, I like Tinder because it's simple. You just see kind of like what the person is looking for. Um, their picture, age, I think it makes you put it, that on there. Um, you know, very basic stuff, and then you just swipe. So it's, I kind of like that. Um, I just kind of want to, I guess, weed people out immediately. That feels like that's kind of what you're doing, which seems a little harsh to say. But, I mean, if you're not going to be a good fit for someone. say You could say refinement. Okay. Refining. You're you're refining you're refining your search would be a politer way to say it. But I think weeding people out is I mean that is what you're that doing. Like, like, you have this I'm whole just, huge yeah. group of people. Right. Yeah, and you're trying to get it down to a smaller group. Right. You know that I you mean, can focus that on. That makes so. sense. Like you're not going to be able to have 100 new friends or whatever. Um but I was surprised I did not get more um interaction going on with people or people matching with me than I expected. Um, and then, of course, Steve's like, well, you've been on there a day. What are you expecting? <laughs> I don't know. I think when I've used Tinder before, I matched with people pretty regularly. Um, I don't know. Tinder is more efficient. It's more not necessarily efficient, but it's more fast paced, I think, is what I would call it. Because the profiles are so much simpler than OkCupid, okay, like you were saying, Kimberly, like their profiles are more intricate. Um, Tinder is great for more of that like a fast paced, like quickly assessing and finding connections um, or refining your search and weeding people out, right? Um, so I think it's a lot simpler. For for my personality type, I actually preferred OkCupid over Tinder because it, it you don't have to fill your profile out a ton. Like I see profiles that are super, super short and I'm like, I can't learn anything about you before I decide if I want to message you or not. So I'm just not going to take the time. Um, and then other people will practically write novels about themselves, right? right. Um, and I uh, I kind of, I don't like the really short profiles. I also don't like the really, really long profiles. Like there's a certain balance in there of like, give me enough of a taste to catch my interest. Um, and OkCupid okay, sure. gives you that flexibility. Um, but you can also, you know, hang yourself with a rope by like writing way, way, way too much or writing nothing at all. I do also like OkCupid okay, for, like you were saying, uh, folks that are, ethically non-monogamous or kinky, like it lets you put those types of roles on your profile and say exactly what it is that you're looking for. And monogamy isn't just the default anymore. And it used to be like back when I used OkCupid in my early twenties, it didn't have those features and it has them now. And I, I love that. I love that they've adapted and kept up with the times that way. I personally really like the feature that is if somebody wants to write me a message, they can. I may not see it unless I uh, match with them, unless I go to like a specific menu in the app, the free version of the app will show you like one message at a time of somebody that like actually like wrote an introduction to you. Like, oh, this person in particular, like took the time to write me a message before they even knew if we matched or not. Like they took particular interest in me. Like I look closer at those messages because mm. sometimes when they're really well written, like I'm like, okay, this person is actively interested. It's not just like a passive swipe, like, oh, they're interesting, whatever. I'll see if I match, right? Like they're 
intentionally taking time to write a message before we've even matched. I like that feature about OkCupid. Um, but also like the flip side is OkCupid is just like any other dating app in that I tend to get sucked in and do hours and hours of scrolling and they get really burnt out because the majority of that time of those hours that I invest into it turns into uh, conversations that go nowhere or matching with a lot of people and then not getting responses or matching with a lot of people. And then I go back and look at their profiles and figure out what do I want to say to this person? And I actually don't really have anything that I really want to say to them. It just it gets very um, mindless after a while. Um, and I think that's a really easy thing to slip into when it comes to online dating that we just have to be mindful of and intentional about. The only dating app I've used has been Tinder and it's been a, been a, a second since I've used it. Um, I was back in the day when you did swipe left and swipe right. And so when watching Kimberly, it's like, that's gone. Now you're like hit, I forget what it's called, like decline and accept or some, you know, they've made it a lot nicer that way. But, uh, but the left and right, I kind of like, but the thing about Tinder that I had heard and I tend to agree with, right. Is that you see the person's picture. There's not much to it. It is very simple. And Ava, you said the thing like it's, it's quick and it's fast and it's efficient. You're, you're, you're looking at this person and you're deciding, do I want to write them and or not write them? And it puts you right into having a conversation with somebody. Right. And then if the conversation's good, you guys keep on chatting. If it's not, doesn't go anywhere, right? It's that's it. So it's kind of quick, like you said, quick and efficient. The other ones where they have the profiles and you're writing the profiles and you're reading the profiles. What I've kind of heard though is like that it's just because someone so likes a certain kind of music, that doesn't necessarily mean that you all are going to be a good connection. So there's a lot of stuff that maybe goes into those profiles that isn't necessarily super important for like, are we going to be a good fit and, and a good match? Now I do think when you have things and Kimberly went through this, like ethical non-monogamy, you don't put that down. You're almost like misleading people. You know, if, if they're writing you and then you're over there going like, well, I've got a husband, they're going to be like, what? You know, like that's good. So I think like you have to put some of those kind of key things in there in your profile. That's really kind of important. But then some of the, the day-to-day stuff about like hobbies that you like to do and music you like stuff. It's which a lot of the times we think of that as valuable. It's, it doesn't matter we're happy to like click with somebody that has different tastes in music or hobbies. Yeah. And so Tinder to me is kind of like gets past that and it puts you right into the conversation. Yeah. I mean, OkCupid isn't going to require you to fill out those sections. You can pick and choose what kind Mm -hmm. of sections you want to fill out and you can customize it a lot more today than you could um, years ago. And I agree with you, like listing out all of your favorite music artists or TV shows or books or food or whatever, like, I mean, that is mildly interesting, but you're right. Like there's not a ton of value there. Where I find the value though is the way in which a profile is written and the way that someone's Mm -hmm. style or personality can come across. I came across someone's profile once that was written as if uh, the person was selling a car and he was talking about like, here's the Carfax report, but he called it the Guyfax report. Slightly used model, could use a tune-up, but still in great working condition. He was like talking about himself in this really, really comical, funny, just devious way. Um, and it's just interesting to see how people like creatively put profiles together or see what they choose to focus on. If you're just going to focus on the basic redundant, yeah, I listen to this kind of music. Yeah. I eat this kind of food. That's not very boring. Like, but if you put some energy and some intentionality into like, how do I want to present myself to the world? What kind of person do I want to be perceived as and write it that way? It can be really interesting. 
I yeah. like that OkCupid okay, gives you that opportunity. Whereas Tinder, like, yeah, I'm sure you can intentionally like write that tiny little paragraph intro of something that's going to communicate some level of your personality, but there's much less opportunity there. I agree, but I also disagree because there's things I'll like decline a person based on solely their music or what they watch on TV. I'm just going to be honest. Like, so those things are important then for you. Those are valuable for you. So you can, you can weed people out. Yeah. So like, this was fun. It didn't really get a lot of matches, but one of the apps has a music mode because it has like that anthem because now you connect to Spotify and all of that thing. You can connect your Instagram to your profiles if you want to do that. But one of them had an anthem, um, and so you could hear a clip of their anthem. And I just thought it was really interesting to, like, I just did it just to hear what people would put on there, you know, like, just for fun. Um, but that's how you would match. So I was kind of like, yeah, decline based on that. By anthem, you mean they would pick a song, like something on Spotify that they liked. They're like, this is my anthem. And that was, that's what they would pick. So, okay. Right. It's giving me flashbacks to, like, the MySpace days. I mean, you can tell, I feel like you can tell something about somebody based on the music they like or their anthem. Like that's your, I mean, to me, an anthem is really, would be a personal thing that would be, I don't know. Anyway, just. Ava, you mentioned you were on a different app. Yeah. Before I talk about the other app, actually, what I'm about to say is in common with the other app. OkCupid didn't always have this feature but it does. And Field is the other app that I've used that I actually really enjoy. And it has this feature too, where you can link your profile with your partner. So if you have a partner, if you are ethically non-monogamous and you're both on the app, you can link your profile so that when you're talking about what you're looking for, talking about your lifestyle, you can say, yes. And also my partner is on here. They know that I'm on here. I'm not cheating. In fact, like here, go look at their profile, right? Um, and you can list if you, at least on field, you can list if you are looking to date someone, um, as a single person or as a couple. So whether your profile is linked with your partner or not, um, you can say like, yes, I am my, my partner and I are looking for friends with benefits or a third or someone fun to go out on dates with, or, you know, whatever it is that you're looking for video gaming, buddy, whatever. Um, or like they're like yeah I have a partner but I'm looking to date solo like you can you can specify that as well I really like that functionality at least in the world of like ethical non monogamy um, like field especially is customized in a really really great way where you can say exactly what it is that you're looking for and find so many people that are looking for the same thing it was fantastic kind of swimming in this uh, in this pool of other E and M type folks or other kinky folks like I'm able to say. I'm looking for a power dynamic relationship or I'm looking for kinky play or I'm looking for a threesome or I'm looking for a triad. Like you, you can say those things on field and you can search for other people that are looking for those things. And I just thought that was fantastic. I love that we live in a day and age where that is commonplace with online dating apps. So do you feel that that field really, in some respects, I'm going to say for you stood apart because it was able to put you into those groups that, that maybe were harder to find on the other apps? Yeah, I do. And I, to OkCupid's benefit, they've come a long way toward um, inclusivity with like the kink in the e- E&M communities. Um, but Field is on point. Like there, there are other apps that are more focused on like E&M or kink type communities. Um, like Open Relationships is 
an online dating app that I used for a while. And I had such high hopes for it because the concept was the same, that you could list any of those types of things that you were looking for that I just mentioned. But there just weren't very many people on that app yet because it was so new. And they had some like interface, like buggy issues. Um, and it just, it just never took off the way that I hoped that it would. But when I eventually tried out Field several months ago, it was everything that I was expecting uh, op- the open relationship app to turn into. So um, non sequitur, talking to my mom about dating apps one time, you know, and it's kind of like as from that generation, they're like, what in the world? Like, why would anybody do dating apps? Right. And this made me think about what is the role that dating apps do, you know, and are they good? And as Kimberly pointed out, everybody in the world hates dating apps, right? So like, why is everybody on dating apps? Like, what is, you know, what are they doing? So um, one of my thoughts, I guess, is like the commonalities of like of all these, all these different dating apps. Dating apps to me, tell me what you think, um, they're to kind of give you some privacy, some anonymity. So where it's like, if you're meeting in person, especially if you're like, say at a bar or something like that, okay, you don't really know the other person. They might not behave well, things like that. If you're on the dating app, there's a little bit more safety and protection that you can like slowly start to have that conversation or as Kimberly says, like weed through people and that that's the real advantage that it's a kind of a safer way to kind of do a quick search, filter down to people that you might want to be talking to and then roll into the talking thing. So to me, the dating app is now out in front before you actually go for your coffee date or meet at the bar, really to kind of give everybody some anonymity and some protection. Do, do you all agree with that? Part of me agrees with that. And wh- why Why not wholeheartedly? Um, I think it offers the potential for more safety because you get to choose what level of interaction that you can have with them, right? But if I am careless with my information, I can share information that can put me in danger anyway. If you give somebody enough information about yourself and say they're predatory or say they have um, an ulterior agenda or whatever, right? Like there is still um, opportunity to connect with people that you would prefer not to, right? Um, and you just, mm-hmm. the other the other part of it is that when it's not in person, when it's in the online dating world, you don't get a full picture of who the person is. You get a tiny, tiny window, a tiny, tiny lens into who is this person and what are they like. There's only so much that you can read off of a profile. And so much of communication isn't, isn't written or isn't verbal, right? A lot of it is like body language and energy and pace and things like that and tone. Um, so, I mean... Yes, online dating gives you the opportunity to to provide more safety and more distance from someone until you feel safe enough to like be more vulnerable um, or reveal more of yourself. But it also means that they get to limit how much of themselves they reveal to you. And so it's also harder to make that assessment of, is this someone that I'm interested in or not? Do, do you think then that maybe, uh, like what I said, it was not really correct, that it's not necessarily safer or better for like introduction, that if you just met somebody at a bar, at a club, whatever, and just started talking, do you feel like that might actually be better? Uh, I don't, it's not that black and white, right? Like there's pros and cons to everything. Yes, in the world of online dating, I can choose how much of myself to share with someone and when I want to share it with them. It's not in person where they're automatically going to pick up on your body language and tone. Um, There's no risk that they're going to like make a physical move on you that you don't want. There's no risk that they're going to follow you home if you haven't met them in person, right? Like 
there is protection and safety there. Absolutely. But it goes both ways because they can also hide more of themselves as well. So it makes it more difficult to vet them at the end of the day. My other thought about dating apps in general is that I think the point of all of them really is just to kind of get people talking, right? So you, whether you're doing a profile or doing this or doing that, all of a sudden they're just trying to make this connection. Once you start talking, you're kind of on your own, you know, at that point, like they, they connect you with somebody like that. And then it's like, you have to be able to have a good conversation. If you can't have a good conversation, I'm going to say none of these apps are really going to do too much for you. I do think Kimberly doesn't Bumble try to kind of help you. I mean, I think the name is like Bumble. If you're kind of bumbling through the conversation. So I think it, don't they try to like walk you through conversations to make it easier yeah, they'll even if you're messaging somebody, it'll give you a prompt of like, you can say this, like, this is a question you could ask a person if you wanted to. You, They literally will tell you what to say and you can press on it and they'll say it. But to me, I'm like, why would I want to talk to somebody who's just pressing a button that a computer is telling them what to say? Well, and I will say this, so many people... They're like, I don't know. I don't know what to say. I don't know this person yet, you know, so I don't know what to say. So I can see the Bumble developers really trying to like help and work on that. You know, how do we help people have a conversation, which I think I think is great. But I think in the end, all of these are they're just connecting you and you have to be able to have a good conversation. And if you don't, then you might struggle with all these. I think that's true. I mean, I think I do struggle with conversations and online dating. Like that's part of it. My best conversations happen when the other person initiates something that's interesting and engaging and captures my attention. But me reaching out to someone and like trying to create that interesting, engaging, attention grabbing like topic, like, well, what the fuck am I spelled? Like, oh, I I know that they like Star Wars. Cool. Let's talk about Star Wars, right? Like the like social anxiety pressure of like, I need to come up with an interesting conversation to really grab this person. I hate that feeling. Absolutely despise <laughs> that feeling. So Kimberly, can you kind of t- help us go through on of the different apps you did, like what they specialize in so that somebody who's listening can match up like which app is maybe the best one for their personality? Okay, Cupid is great if you're ethically non-monogamous or kinky and... Um, Tinder is great if you are looking to just quickly go through profiles and refine who you want to reach out to. So if you want fast paced, you go to Tinder. Yeah. If you want more details or if you're kinky or ethically non-monogamous, go to OkCupid. Yeah. I would, I personally would also add like if you're new to like the world of online dating, I would say either of these two options would be great to explore and just figure out which one feels better. Yeah. And you said Bumble was the one that like will feed you like prompts, like give you ideas of things to say. So if that's something that you struggle with, Bumble could be a good option there. Mm-hmm. And then you basically, it sounds like Hinge just isn't intuitive and just I, yeah. do I not pass go, do not click. <laughs> Sorry, Hinge. And Ava, you like you liked Fields, right? I liked Fields. Yeah. Field, the way that they customize like what you're looking for. Um and the way that you can link profiles, I really appreciated what Field has to offer for like the ethically non-monogamous and kink communities. And kind of getting you into like a subgroup, I'm going to say. Yeah, looking for the specific thing that you're looking for. Yes, it's very customizable that way. So the other day, Kimberly was, what was it? I think it was like dinner time or something like that. And Kimberly's, you know, 
as she says, obsessing, you know, talking to people on this thing or whatever. And she was like, like, nobody's doing anything and I'm trying to revise my profile. And so there was a couple of things that we noticed that I thought was kind of funny that when we made these changes to Kimberly's profile, like an hour or so later, she goes like, hey, I'm starting to get people you know, messaging me and connecting with me and whatever. So I wanted to just kind of share that because we just went through really just a couple changes. But I mean, Kimberly, you agree? Like it seemed to make a difference? A little bit. So um, one of the things was pictures. So Kimberly is like, these are the pictures I've got up here, you know, and I think everybody, you probably want a face pic and I think you want a body pic um, and maybe a picture that's showing something that you'd like to do you know, that a hobby or something that is fun or, you know, just like a, a, it's not just what do I look like physically, but it's telling something about your personality or that you're interested in something along those lines. So, um, you know, I'm going to say those three types of pictures, I think are probably all important to put in there. Sounds like what you're saying is that we need our pictures to represent like a, almost like a live action emoji of ourselves. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I think so because actually I was thinking about it. It's almost like the emotions. You know, yeah. when you look at a po- when you look at a picture, it's like what is the emotion that you feel, right? So you might have that picture that is doing whatever, like you say, it's the it's the emoji. What is what is it expressing? So, if I really want like an emo boyfriend, I should take pictures of myself in like black lipstick and heavy eyeliner and lots of cleavage. <laughs> yes, totally. Is that, is that what totally. you're saying? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Yeah, but that would, I mean, honestly, that would actually be good, right? That would kind of, it's sort of like you're saying subgrouping you down. Yeah. You know, you're, you're saying, Hey, I associate with this particular kind of group, you know, I wear black, I'm, you know, emo and, and yeah, I think that then you are going to get probably more responses for people that, that like that. Steve, you're so emo. (laughs) I wish. (laughs) I love the emo stuff. I love the emo. But if you look at me, if you're looking on YouTube or something, then um, I am, I'm not quite there. I have a lot of emo potential to go, go with. Another thing was, Kimberly, what was it? Was it Tinder where they allowed you to choose five words to describe yourself? Oh, which one was it? I think it's, uh, yeah, it's Tinder. Tinder, okay. And so we ended up, having fun with these five words. Okay. Because Kim, you know, Kim is going like, well, you know, I, I've, she had, a, there's a whole bunch that would apply. Right. So you got to be choosy about the five. And you can only choose, you cannot write in whatever you want. You really? Choose, I couldn't figure out a way. It was like, we could just be old and we don't know how to use apps, but. <laughs> That's interesting. I was just thinking like every single one of my online dating profiles, like the way that I write, like the first paragraph, it always says the same like handful of things. It always says, um, I am polyamorous and pagan and pansexual and kinky and plus size. So the five things that I always tell people up front, like you need to be cool with me being these things. Uh-huh. I'm like, oh, that's great. I can put those labels like on the profile, but if I can't write them, if I have to choose from the words that that they are offering me, then it's useless. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, they're activities too, and interests and hobbies. They're not like mm. identities or what have you. Interesting. Okay. Oh, although they'll have causes or activism or like things you might be into, queer rights, Black Lives Movement, those sort of things. One of them will give about- you a badge to say you're vaccinated on the profile, so that you know the person you're talking to is saying they're vaccinated at least 
Okay, I saw that on OkCupid. It'll say if you are Mm -hmm. um, like uh, pro-choice or if you've been vaccinated, like there are badges that you can earn. Yes. I could not for the life of me figure out how to get those badges. I'm like, how do I get these? I want this. I want people to know this about me. And I could never figure out how to do it. Other people do it and I don't know how. So if somebody knows how, will you write in and tell us please? Because I never figured it out and I feel really (laughs) dumb. And and those sound really helpful, again, to kind of like refine who's going to be interacting with. Yeah, you want someone that shares common uh, core values. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So with Kimberly and I, when we were looking through these words, and then also just in general, if you're writing a profile or something, what we found was like there's certain things that are not super important, right? So Kimberly and I, we fucking love coffee. I mean, drink it all the time, you know, and music. But that's not the kind of stuff to kind of put into your profile because like everybody drinks coffee and everybody listens to music and likes walks on the beaches. And it's a little bit like saying like, I like breathing and it's like, it's not, it doesn't gain you anything, you know, it's just kind of boring. So I would say like that kind of stuff you could leave out of your profile. It's just, it's like filler, scary stuff. Okay. So at one point um, we read like, you know, I'm a vaping and coffee addict. Right. And that might be, true and that person is like being funny kind of writing it and putting it together in a creative way but we, we were like well the, that actually sounds also potentially scary so anything that sounds scary i think you want to omit and in that case like vaping coffee addict it's like yeah that might be funny but it's like the word addict can be scary to a lot of people and it's like that's probably better to like leave off i'm like if it feels scary to them and it's not scary to me then it's probably not the right match and if it's funny to me and it's not funny to them, it's probably not the right match. My stance is like, you should put the controversial stuff about you on your profile because you want someone that's going to be an enthusiastic yes toward everything to do with you, right? So why not make it clear up front and like we've been saying, weed out the people that like clearly aren't a good match? Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to argue on this one, okay, politely, okay, just that everybody drinks coffee. The word coffee addict is, is kind of cute, cute and funny, right? But my feeling is like it, it runs a risk of sounding like, okay, this person that I don't know, it could throw up like a red flag, right? Where, and, and you, therefore you're better to either reword it or I think the fact that like we love coffee, I don't think you have to put that on that on your profile. I just don't think it says much. Now, Kimberly's with her five words where we were like looking through this list and there wasn't a whole lot there. Some of the words I think she put down that she was interested in were like cosplay and 90s kid. And to me, like a lot of people are going to be, I'm a 90s kid. But like that has like a certain personality to it. You kind of think it doesn't say too much about you, but it has a certain kind of attitude, you know, and it's sort of playful. And so my point, and this is really my only point that I wanted to make with this, is like certain things you kind of maybe avoid and just kind of drop them. You're not sure how they're going to be taken by people in general. And other wins are just like 90s kid and cosplay sound like something interesting that not Mm -hmm. everybody is. And it kind of makes you stand apart. And so when we got to these five words, there were some words that like definitely describe Kimberly coffee, but you know, we're just sort of like, it's not an important thing to actually include. It was better to kind of choose some of the other ones. And I think that that's what I wanted to say, but I, do agree, Ava. I think what you're saying, I'm going to reword it. Talking about those badges, those badges sound great, you know, because like, yeah, if you have a problem with me being, you know, pro-choice or 
pro whatever. If you have, if that's going to be an issue, it's like, I got this badge, you know, and that's important for you to know that. Don't write me if it's going to be an issue. Does that match up with, is that what you were kind of leaning towards thinking? Yes and no. Okay, go on. I mean, use cosplay as a as a, a recommendation of something that's safe and interesting, right? But like, does everybody think that cosplay is safe? Like, what's the reputation that goes along with people that do cosplay? Like, oh, they dress in those sexy, provocative outfits. Well, they must be slutty. I don't think that, but I bet you there are people out there that do. And it just depends on the perspective that you're coming to the table with. Anything that I choose to put that sounds safe to me, somebody out there is going to think that it's not safe. I would rather put the things out that like resonate with me the most and the people that match up with me the best are going to respond to that. That's going to resonate with them, even if it doesn't feel safe to 100% of people out there. So I'm going to write down that I'm a cosplay addict and we'll see how that goes. <laughs> I'm a slutty cosplay addict. Deal with it. Or you're a cosplay enthusiast, a cosplay aficionado. Hey, and I did want to invite some people. I, I think we can do this and it's not going to be too many people. So I think we can try this. But um, if you if you're listening to the show and you would like me to take some time to like look over your profile shoot go go to ethical seduction you can find my email steven at ethical seduction.com shoot me an email like let me know where your profile is something like that and i'm happy we could set up like a short call you know 15 30 minutes something like that and we can i'm happy to look at your profile and give give you feedback steven we should do a follow-up episode where we look at like a few actual profiles and rate them like each of us can rate them and like see how they're different I'm I'm kind of hoping from that. Yeah. Thank you, everybody. If you like today's show, please remember to follow us so you get future episodes on your podcast player of choice. Uh, we're on, I think, all of the, the apps out there that I'm aware of. And if you know anybody who might benefit from listening to us about flirting and connecting the topics that we talk about here, Please let them know about ethical seduction in the podcast. Um, we're trying to get the word out to people. If you're on Apple and uh, wanted to leave us a review, uh, we will instantly fall in love with you. And if you would like our guide for connecting conversations that we that I put together, uh, you can get that on the ethicalseduction.com website. If you just scroll down, you'll see a little section for it and you can download that. And that is there for people to help them with conversations when you're on your Bumble app or whatever. And you can also follow us on social media at Ethical Seduction everywhere, Facebook, Instagram, FetLife, and also on my beloved Reddit. So thank you, Ava, and thank you, Kimberly. And thank you, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.